0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Adam and Peter Fitness Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Anders Gay. Ge- is it Gayon? it Gayon. Well, that's the worst that's, the worst. that's the worst possible it?
1: pronunciation.
0: Wow. Okay. So great. We're <laughs> to, to, to a great start. We have. We have. Yeah. This, we have this. This. i could, Anders is right. But how do you pronounce your last name?
1: In Norwegian, we say Yelon. So, Yelon. Okay, I'm way off. Y- Yelon. Holy Yelon. crap. Yeah. Okay, what well, <laughs> we'll do Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) I apologize to all the Norwegian listeners, Um, but he uh, is better known as his alter ego back guy um, on YouTube and on Instagram. So as a little bit of a backstory, I remember I first saw you, you were just commenting on like everybody's stuff when you were starting off. And like, can you kind of like give me a little bit of an idea of like, what was your thought process behind like growing your social media
1: well to to be honest i didn't actually have any like idea that i would want to grow my social media back then because social media to me was just like okay it's a place where i can post my workout videos and progress all everything but um when i started to do youtube i figured that i wanted to make comedic style videos and such and in the very beginning before i even started making videos i just Commented on fitness YouTubers who I thought were either inspiring or just funny to watch. Uh, primarily the Jersey Boys and sometimes the guys like Larry Wheels, all those guys that just commented something stupid, normally just an inside joke, and it would automatically just become the top comment for whatever reason. And uh, that just started growing my channel even before I posted my first video, and that's where it all started, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, looking back at it, man, like this is about this background, like twenty nineteen, I think, like when you sort of started yeah. like taking off, and uh, I remember just like everywhere was like that guy's everywhere. People were, like just, like some people were actually getting like mad at you because you're commenting yeah. on on everybody's stuff. But like I honestly think that like you know it really helped grow like sort of your brand of like memes, I guess on uh, with your YouTube channel and also yeah. a little bit more on you know, on Instagram
1: yeah i mean at, at the very start of it uh people were just like i, I didn't actually have the name back guy on my profile either i just had my full name and um, because i had the back as my profile picture people just started uh calling me the back guy because the only thing you could see was the back and this stupid comment just following it so uh and yeah people actually got mad at me at one point because i was commenting on like maybe just maybe two to around four or five videos per day which takes me like Probably five minutes at most uh, throughout the day, but people just like started saying, "Oh, he's everywhere. He doesn't have a life. He just does this for a living and all that." But who's laughing now, bitch?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, um, how many how many followers do you have now, like
1: on, on like your combined social media? Uh, it's um probably uh, combined. It's probably around like seven hundred thousand or something, something
0: close to that at least so like what, what's it like having a following that's like that big like does it does it kind of not feel real
1: i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't feel real actually because you can't see all the people and you just uh, in on a decent video i get like maybe four to five hundred comments or something and that's just what i see And four five hundred people that's a lot on its own but considering it's over on youtube at least around five hundred fifty thousand people that is just surreal to me because that's over 10 percentage of the population of Norway, which is where I live.
0: Yeah. So like, I guess, um, like go, go, go over that. Um, when you're making your, 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 content and coming up with ideas for your videos, like, like they said, they're all, they're all like pretty creative and they all like have really, they're all pretty popular. Like I was going through your videos and I'm like, you don't really have many videos like below like, you know, the hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah. Um, so what do you think sort of like has contributed the most to your, To your
1: success with this it's it's probably just i'm not the most creative person but i think i can come up with creative ideas and then milk the shit out of them so basically you're having a video idea just like the basically serious i just took that and made probably around 100 videos on it and all of them just let's start going viral at least the in the beginning with basically crossfit and basically strongman and over to the youtubers basically david and people can relate to that stuff and I remember growing up with like comedic compilations on YouTube and such and everybody watched those. And if you just add a little bit of editing to it, make it just a little bit your own, then it's pretty much the same thing, but now it's also monetizable. So uh, I guess that's probably the biggest thing that you just have something that is relatable and that people can enjoy regardless of whether or not they are into fitness per se. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So like, Going, going, going off that like it obviously takes like a lot of time, and your your editing style is pretty in depth. Like, so like what goes into like an entire video from like the time that like you you start, you come up with like like video idea, then you come up with like all the all of the clips, and then like the, like the cost, like how long, and like what does the process look like?
1: Well, in the beginning, it was more like okay, here's a stupid idea. Let me just see if I can make this into reality uh, through just sitting down and thinking about stuff. So it wasn't really a recipe but now it's this is more like a job at this point uh, i do have an idea that idea that i write down and then i create a a script basically for the entire video and if i edit it myself which i do most of the time then i just sit down and i have a lot of stock footage and such that i have on the screen and i think okay what can i use here in order to make this somewhat hilarious to watch so at least the video containing a lot of memes, like basically the entire fitness industry and that sorts. Uh, they just take a lot of fucking time because you have to be creative to come up with at least a couple of funny things. So it's um, it's kind of different for every single video, actually, because the, the new ones that I've got called weekly, weekly Dose of Fitness, those do pretty well, and they are very simple to edit because you have the clips that you either found yourself or someone has sent to you. And then I just provide some commentary over it, just explaining the situation or just commenting with my own personal thoughts. And that's, that's very simple. But a lot of the videos can take days to even complete, despite them looking somewhat bad at sometimes. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not really a, a set idea that I have. It's just I like to do this and it just comes quite naturally.
0: Yeah, so this is just something that you've always kind of been talented with. It's just like, like, so like growing up, you're always like, 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 the funny kid and like messing around and in, in school. Uh, well,
1: not not exactly. I was more so the opposite actually, because I'm I was sort of an autistic kid.
0: Ooh, go into depth about that.
1: Uh, well, I I have to say I grew up in a very um very good family. Uh, I grew up in a sort of small city we call it a city in Norway if it's about like 20,000 people so it's a city um, and because I was kind of weird as a kid like I say a bit autistic but I'm, I'm not actually autistic I think but um, just having weird hobbies and thoughts and stuff like a kid and being like smart I was very good at maths for instance uh, that just makes people see you as like the subject of bullying and stuff so I had to grow up with a lot of that stuff and I wasn't exactly ever this like funny kid. Uh, maybe when I got into like high school when people started like accepting that you were a bit different, but I was never like a comedic character or something. I was more just, okay, I do this stuff and then I go home. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So like, how did that like, did that sort of carry on to like seeing like, your personal development like as like a teenager?
1: well i was still and i still am quite socially awkward when it comes to just gatherings with people i don't like big gatherings of people either in particular but just it affected me in a way that i like to work on something i get very passionate about stuff and i do stuff a lot on my own when a lot of people would want people to come with them or help them with stuff i just do it on my own because that's what i feel like doing
0: yeah i mean I can kind of rel- i can kind of relate to that because like, when I, when I was was growing up, like, I was, like, I wasn't, like always kind of happened, a little bit socially extroverted, so, like, I guess, like, socially, like, I was always, like, like you know, so there's, a, there's a talent show, like, for example, like, I was always wanting to do it, um, always wanting to be a part of it, and uh, I think, like, as a kid, I was a lot more extroverted, Um, and then I moved to Utah, and then I had, like, no friends here, like, I remember going to school and just, like, being, like, literally, like, depressed for, like, a couple of weeks and just, like basically yeah. crying. So I'm just like, you know, it's like, I had, you know, as, as a kid, you're, when you're moving, like it was, and you know, you lose all your friends. You're just, it's really hard. And um, that changed like a ton of my, my personality to like, I became a lot more like introverted, I think. And like, especially like as I got throughout college and, um, and like now, like as I, you know, a full-time job as like, an online coach, this is like, I'm kind of like the same way, right? Like, I don't really like large gatherings of people. I don't like loud, noises a lot like i i'm very much like chill like being my in my own like place it's i think like you can tell me if this is like it, like what it is for you but like for me it's just like i don't feel like many people like really understand like what it's like having like an online business i guess because like that's essentially like what, what you do have and there's a lot of stressors around that there's not many people that do actually understand it too and so like when like, i can't really talk to people about it and I feel kind of, like, alone, but, like, I also kind of like it because it's just, like, I feel like I'm doing what I love all the time, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty much the same thing with me because an online business, especially in Norway, uh, it's very, like, I wouldn't say frowned upon, but it's very unusual, to say the least. And we have those so-called influencers and celebrities in Norway and stuff. Uh, they don't really have big social media followings and they don't really drive a business online. So it's something that is very, very new to at least Norway. But um, yeah, it's, um, my parents don't really know anything about it. My dad at the beginning, he thought I, what I was doing was illegal and such. So uh, th- they don't uh, accept it as a real job either per se, because I still, I'm still getting my master's degree right now in exercise physiology and all that. But I do want to work online and continue working online. And I'm actually right now in the making of uh, a new business as we speak.
0: Would you like to go into that all, or is it hush-hush? Yeah,
1: it's, it's not hush-hush, but uh, it might be a competitive business to you. So I'm not going to gonna go to full, into wow. full depth because uh, it, it has to do with online coaching as well because mm-hmm. you have a lot of people use the reach in order to help more people. But it's just my own business that I can start doing from scratch and then gradually build up until I'm like this huge empire of helping people.
0: Yeah. Like, well, it, it, it's like, okay. One, one note about, about that. Like people who are definitely like, here's the thing about online coaching, like anybody can do it. And yeah. like, I think like people like forget, like the reason why like someone's going to hire you is because they like you, like people will hire coaches, not coaching. Um, so like, in, in, like when people ask me, like, are you concerned, about, like all these people like getting into coaching? I'm like, no because like you are going to work with me because I because like I want to like they want to work with, with, with me and they like my, my personality and my messaging um is that actually like why you're getting your master's degree in exercise physiology or is there mm-hmm. something else that you're looking to do with that
1: I mean from the start I started my education before I was doing YouTube so I had a goal to get my bachelor's degree first in something called human movement science and then go from there into a sort of masters relating to the similar stuff. And that is, of course, the exercise physiology major. Um, But I wanted to um, use it in order to get into the Norwegian so-called Olympiatoppen, which is pretty much just a top elite athlete center, which we have at least four, maybe five locations around the country. And Norway is actually on paper the best sporting nation in the world relative to the population. So sports and being on top of science and all that is very, very important within that field. So I wanted to ideally get a job there and work with, let's say, um, the national cross-country skiing team or something like that, uh, because I thought that was fun and I grew up watching sports and such, and that's what I wanted to do. But now I see that my business can potentially grow so big on my own without working with these people that I can start up something on my own and make it even better.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and, and that's 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 what happened to me too. Like, you know, it was um like I was getting my master's degree in athletic training, yeah. and COVID ha- happened, and then I decided to put put that on on hold. And I told my parents I wanted to go all in, you know, on this different career path of online coaching. And like, my dad was like, he gave me, the, you know, I love my dad. He's very much light like me. He's like blunt. Um, he's like, okay, you got you could decide how much money that you make, which is basically his version of saying like, have fun being poor. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Like now it's like I make more money doing this than I would with my master's degree in athletic training and what most like people like my age do. And so like I, I think this is actually like a really awesome like sort of story of like I, it is so cliche, but like I do generally think that you do need to follow what, what, what you like, like in terms of like what you, what you want to do um, in the long run, because you're not only going to be more successful at that and enjoy your life, but you're going to make more money because you're going to be able to work that much harder and like it more because like, I mean, dude, I've worked like, I worked like these crappy summer jobs and like at grocery stores and like whatever. And I, I hated it. And like, I told myself, like, I'm going to do everything in my power to like, not do, to like, not do this. Um, yeah. But I do think it still really important for me be, like, I know it's kind of trying to say, Oh, like you don't need school. I'm like, I think most people need, need school. Like yeah. I don't think most, most people have like the skills to get through life and to set like, like time, like college really taught me a lot about like time management, you know, like, how to manage my time, um, like financial, like, like Like I, I had some, I had some times where like I really didn't have any, any money. I had to like ask my my, my friends for twenty dollars so I could get like some food until I got my 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 next paycheck. Like it taught me like how to grind, how to work out. Like really appreciate like where I'm at right now. Um, but I think that most most people do need need, need college, but like if you find that you have some other. Hobby or something that you really like, you know, you could always start that, that side hustle. That's really how this kind yeah. of happened for you, right? It's just like I wasn't planning on this, but it looks like this is a possibility.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it because I, since I can use my education within my hobby as well, it's it's just a win win situation for me because uh, the education itself gave me so much that I still use like in an everyday setting. I know how to, for example, read papers, write papers and just excrete knowledge from every single portion of media that I can find. And I can be, uh, I can do that in a way that also is fun when I do my own business. Uh, but I don't necessarily want a job where I just work 10 hours a day, and then I have to maybe stop YouTube or something because of that job. So the ideal situation is that I combine the two and just make the best out of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that, that, you know, that's absolutely possible because, you know, like you have such a massive following and it's really only growing. Um, and, you know, it, 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 I think it's like, and how old are you? You're like 20, 24, 25? 23. 25, 25, 25, 23. 20, 23. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so like, dude, like where you're at right, right, right now, you're going to be able to, yeah, dude, that's going like the sky's really the limit. And if there's just one time to like go all in on something that's like not safe, you know, like nothing's really safe. It's like right now. <laughs> Because you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's like, I don't know, like I, I think, like why my perspective is like, I always, I actually was looking back, I was, like, I kind of always wanted to do, to do, coaching, you know, but, like I was like, well, this is something else too that's like safer, or, like having a, a, you know, a backup plan. And this kind of goes into what, but what, what I want to do, um, and so like it felt, it felt right, um, but, yeah, I just, I, I think that like if there's sometime, some, time to like be a little bit more like take, like take a risk and. Try that side hustle. It's like when you're in your 20s, you know, we, we, you know, like you can be selfish then. Like, my mindset has always been like, I'm sacrificing my 20s right now, so I could be, you know, have a great rest of my life where that's set up, and you know, you know, or have like good, good financial skills and have a good job, and, um, you know, and like who knows, like, you know, I'm hoping I can still keep doing this, you know, the the selling, <laughs> coaching thing, but you know, I, I think that, I don't know, like, I don't really let myself think like that, you know, because like I, I feel like one of the things like. It, I think you have to sort of like believe in yourself with anything that, that you are doing more than, than, than anybody else. Um, and really get like help and people that are gonna help like reaffirm what you do. So like which is why I'm always like really interested and in... it's always very interesting to you me know, when I hear people like you who are like, I didn't really have any any support. This is a really weird thing, it still is. Yeah. But I'm still like like pursuing it. Like that's really hard, I think. I don't think most people like realize how hard that is when you're getting told like no, don't don't do this, but you keep but you keep doing it. Like, did you, did you always have that, mm-hmm. that internal belief in
1: yourself or just like no, I just find this fun uh it's, it's it goes both ways, probably because I always had that internal belief that everything I do will be good in some way, and I also have that drive that oh, I like this, this is fun, and I just tend to combine the two. Honestly, most of the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no that, that 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 that's awesome. So, um looking like so, going over like what you're actually doing for your master's. I know you're doing this this this, this thesis. Uh, what did that
1: look yeah. like? <clears throat> uh what this what's the thesis about or just
0: like i guess like like the the process of it and then like what you like you like what you actually get it on and what you learn from from it
1: well first of all it's very normal for at least the people who take this master's they normally just join a project that is already in the works from other professors and such so they basically become maybe an assistant or something uh, from other professors who have this other project and they just take a small bit of it and then complete their own little part but I wanted to do something that was just completely um new and from the start like I was the guy who initiated everything and so that's very unusual so what you have to do then is uh, find a project and a solution that you think could work in some sort of way and you have to contact uh ideal professor who can help you because you need like a Someone, I, I can't come up with a word, but someone to help you along the way and just uh, make sure everything goes smoothly and help you write the, or help you go through the thesis along the way. So you basically just have to uh, say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the research that I want to create or present. And would you please help me with this? And luckily the professor I had is a certified gym brother. So he, he helped me out immediately because he is just like that. And uh, from there, was just, OK, how do you create a thesis, which is basically just the same as a uh, science project, pretty much. So I had to recruit my own participants for the project. I had to structure everything. I had to create all the tests that I wanted to uh, perform and all the like, topics I wanted to pursue and all that. I had to be very specific. You had to um, get permission from like some Norwegian thingy magic or jagger I can't remember what it's called but it's basically just the hospital and like science I guess in Norway you have to get permission from everything and it was it was a lot of work honestly because for maybe one to two months I felt like everything I did every single day was just a full-time job relating to the master's thesis and I thought damn I do not really want to do this a lot of the time because it's very exhausting work i you might be familiar with that already but it's very very exhausting work to just do science because everything has to be some such high quality that you just exhaust yourself
0: yeah um like i didn't it's like for like athletic training like you don't really have like a like a thesis like it's not Mm. like like that it's basically you have like your two years of like um of practical like internship where you're basically like working with with your university sports teams for two years um but like i know exactly what you're talking about so i was I was working with with football um, during the during the spring, and it was just like you know wake up at literally like you know five a.m. You know go to campus. You know you're working with it with like whatever whoever needs to be treated from like six to eight. You have classes from eight until like you know noon or one. Then you have like an like an hour to like eat or do something, and then you have to go. And then you're like with the team doing like whatever you have to do for like between two and six. And then like I was you know I would go lift. <laughs> like and then so i would come back and it was just like i'd have to do like four hours of homework for my other for my other classes and you like just like constantly just getting like four hours of sleep or, or less um yeah I definitely does feel like you're kind of doing it like all the time but i think that i don't know like you, you're just like you're going to like figure out like so much about yourself like how hard that you actually can work i think from experience like
1: that yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's. Uh at one point i was uh, when i was testing participants because i had to perform sort of uh, both practical and neuromuscular tests on them on the subjects and it was like say 20 people and you had to um test them for about half an hour per person and i had to be there for every single test because it was on a very complex machine like an isokinetic dynamometer sort of yeah. machine which is very complex to understand if you're not used to it so you had to perform the protocols, you had to get them, because I was at the hospital all the time. So I just had to run downstairs, get the guys, bring them up, perform the warm-up protocols, weigh them, measure them, everything, write everything down, uh, put them up against the machine, make sure every single setting is correct, and just run the tests and explain everything to them as we go along. And if it takes over half an hour per participant, and you just do that all day, you talk to them all day, and it's that's hard for me because I am not used to talking for very extended periods of time. So at the end of the day, after maybe 10 to 12 hours of just working on testing exclusively, it was just super drained. But those days were kind of fun because I I've never actually worked so long on something that is so monotone but also so exciting at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think there's something to be said about those sorts of projects because Yeah. Like it is draining and it's like the same thing over and over again, but you really learn like how to, how to be like, how you know consistently apply like a high level of effort and attention to detail and things. And like, would you say that's actually like, that benefited like,
1: you know, like your content,
0: like like just like (laughs) that experience.
1: Yeah. I mean, I now know that, okay, even though I'm tired, I can still perform the work uh, and keep it somewhat high quality because that was, a lot of my issues with uh, doing YouTube that I didn't want to grind on YouTube because after editing for three to four hours, the creativity just gets sucked out of you. So it was, uh, I felt like I just, I had to stop at that point, but after doing some sort of complex work over extended periods of time, I kind of got used to just letting my brain fry up even though it's not as good as just working three to four hours, but it, it has some carryover I would say, yeah.
0: Yeah, for, for for sure. So, Switch Fishing Gears, I wanted to sort of ask you, like, how did you get into lifting?
1: Well, ideally, uh, I would say that it was because of uh, bullying and all that stuff. But in reality, it was that I, <clears throat> let's say, I grew up while doing just very monotone sports. I didn't do any sports that required large amounts of coordination. I didn't play football or we call it football, you call it soccer, the Real football Adam.
0: <laughs>
1: but um I didn't do that. I didn't play handball, I didn't play volleyball, anything like that. I just I did swimming uh, when I was very young, like maybe six to eight and then I did um, track and fields and I did a lot of different stuff there. but I was never really a coordinated guy. so I, I didn't fit into like the football kids. I didn't play with a lot of people because at at track and field practice maybe there were maybe one or two people at around my age. Uh, so I didn't really have that social network through sports either. So I didn't pursue it further, but I remember when I was in Austria, because my parents and grandparents and everything, we used to travel all the way to Austria, by a car every single year, uh, and hike in the mountains, just have fun at restaurants and just be down there because it's a very, very underrated natural area, in my opinion. And, um, my grandpa used to be a gym teacher, actually, or he was a partial gym teacher. He used to be a cop, and then when he was like over 60 or something, he was a gym teacher at a local high school, and uh, he wanted me to try out this thing called strength training, and I figured that, oh, maybe that looks fun, because I saw some old photos and videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I thought like, oh, that's, that's strength training. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to be. Maybe when I get back from summer, I'll be like super buff and all that and he just took me to this very local Austrian gym and at the time a lot of the people there were just bodybuilders and big guys so I felt really fucking intimidated because I was just like 13 I was turning 14 I think and I was some 40 some 40 kilos so around 100 pounds and probably 175 centimeters so like six seven like no six seven I mean five seven, seven five eight yeah yeah very very like skinny kid and very insecure so I just started performing this seated chest press I at the time I called it a seated bench press because I didn't know the names of exercises and I found it really really fucking hard to just push against any sort of resistance but I really quickly adapted to it and I remember the first time I got like maybe 25 kilos on that so like 55 pounds and um, after just a couple of Uh, days of just training I had already doubled the weight that I could do for reps and I figured that oh man I'm I have to be really good at this because I'm already halfway to maxing out the machine I've already been training for like two weeks so um, grandpa just continuously kept bringing me to that gym and when those couple of weeks were over I had to go home of course and I didn't get to train at a Norwegian gym because I didn't have anyone to go with me Uh, and the age restriction there is like maybe you're 15 years old, or something. So I just went to the gym and uh, stopped going for maybe six months. At the time, I bought myself some uh, weights at home so that I could actually train. And um, after a while, my grandpa came home to Norway and uh, he brought me to this Norwegian gym. And that's actually where it started mostly just my grandpa bringing me to the gym. And slowly but surely, I started getting stronger and learning the basics and fundamentals of training i just watched a lot of youtube videos and such and i remember the first actual compliment that i got um from lifting was after that summer when i returned i had already gained like 15 kilos that summer not all muscle of course yeah. but um i was i was so skinny that i just if i ate over my base metabolism it felt like it just gained pure muscle mass because i was so lean and it didn't really look like i was putting on fat so it just looked like I'd, I had put on 15 kilos of muscle. And some guy who was in my class just told me, wow, have you been lifting weights? And I thought that was pretty cool. So that's pretty much where it started.
0: That, 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 that's awesome that your grandpa got you into it. So like, was your family like pretty physically active and like, you know, say like, you know, athletic?
1: Well, my mother used actually to be um, a very top-tier volleyball player in Norway um, back in, I guess, maybe the 80s or something. But um, she's, not, she's actually a physical therapist, and my dad's a doctor. So we have a lot of those aspects of health into the family. But uh, none of them were really into, like, top tier athletes and such. And that was why my grandpa, he saw that I didn't really enjoy a lot of sports, and he wanted to bring me to the gym so I could try that out. And I guess we played along quite well.
0: Yeah, what's interesting about lifting weights is that uh, a lot of times you'll hear about these people that even, like, they get into sports um like you know i played baseball i played soccer i played basketball i played football um the american football from all the 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 thing football Um, (laughs) yeah but i uh i was i like that stuff like when i I was a kid i didn't know what lifting weights was like i always had some sort of like i remember there were some summers i'd be like oh i'm gonna like do pushups and like p90x like that was a thing back then but you know beach body yeah yeah i'm gonna like get in super big shape like i was just skating like two years, and i'm like this sucks like i don't like this Screw this! Like, and then I would just go back to playing video games, eating ice cream, um, which is no, which is a great way to live your life, you know. All, but yeah, I um, I was um, yeah, I I was I, I just got to the point where like even when I was when I was doing my like playing football in, in high school for a couple for a couple years, I liked the lifting aspect of things more, um, yeah. you know that was before I got I got anorexic, then I got really anorexic, and then I just stopped doing things because I wanted to be. You know, there's certain issues. The issues there, mm. but with um, like I think lifting weights is one. Of, like Louis Simmons says this, like lift, like powerlifting is a sport for for the outcasts, or the people that, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, the people that like couldn't make it with like real sports, and like that's kind of like the like 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 the case, right? Because it's like, you know, this sport you don't really make any money from it. You know, now now there's some more money in it, but you have to be like literally like top twenty in in the entire world to make yeah. any sort any sort of money in it, and you know that that's not really it, but. I think, like, lifting weights is just, it's something that is an expression of, like, a lot of people's, like, I guess, like, maybe, like, sometimes, sometimes like, their past, but, like, sometimes it has to be with, like, I just want to, like, have fun and do, and do better. It's like, I remember when I started out lifting, I wanted to, like, impress others. You know, it was all about, like, I want to be better than, than, than others. And, like, as I've gotten older, it's been, like, I just care about, like, being the best version of myself and having fun with, with that, so... Uh-huh. Um, with powerlifting specifically, um, walk me through how you got into powerlifting specifically like from
1: that lifting thing. Well, in, in the beginning, as most people, I started with uh, a mindset of bodybuilding because I wanted to gain more muscle mass and powerlifting. I didn't really like, think of that as a, like a real thing at the time anyways. But, uh, over time I went from my old gym, which was just a commercial gym in my hometown. And I, shortly after I joined the gym that um, was more hardcore in the city, it was down at the harbor. And they had, I remember they had like 80 kilogram dumbbells. They had old school racks and all that stuff that you want to see at uh, a decent gym. And I remember seeing some guys that, that were locals. Uh, they were benching and squatting and deadlifting like a fuck ton of weight. And... I was just in awe just seeing those guys just repping out my max as warm-ups and it made it look easy. And they didn't really look strong at all. Like, I looked like I could probably outlift them by a solid margin at the time anyways. And I remember that seeing just a lot of strong guys. And uh, at the time, I think my bench was around, well, it, it kind of blew up actually when I was around 15, 16. I was benching around 130 kilos, maybe 140 kilos at the time. And I was benching 125 for three reps, And this local guy just came up and asked if I wanted to participate or if I was going to participate in this local meet that they had coming up. Uh, because there wasn't really a powerlifting club at the time, but they were just establishing one. And they had this other club from maybe an hour away from another town come over, bring equipment. And they wanted to test out like just the community around them. And they had a lot of people show up. And they were just like, OK, you don't have to be part of the club. You don't have to be sanctioned in the IPF or whatever. We just put this equipment here, and we have a fun contest. And I was like, damn, I would, I would actually like to, com- to compete in that. Because a couple of days earlier, I had also shown this guy my deadlift, which was around 200 to maybe 210 to 20 kilos at most, perhaps. Uh, and he said, like, damn, you're pretty strong for your age. You should consider competing in this. And I just joined with like sweatpants and a tight t-shirt and fucking monster wrist wraps. They weren't even wrist wraps. They were just like, I guess, a- aesthetic appeal or something. I don't know. But um, I just joined with a friend of mine. And I just, I, I thought it was pretty fun because you had a lot of the guys just screaming at you to get the weight up. And I was just 16 at the time. So I thought that was this was pretty cool. I hadn't had any, like, um, track and field competitions at all where people were like this. So that's pretty much what I wanted to um to join powerlifting. And, of course, I started seeing powerlifting on YouTube. And I started uh, supplementing my so-called bodybuilding motivational videos and such with the powerlifting. And I remember seeing guys like uh, Pete Rubish at the very beginning. I remember seeing Eric Spoto, the guy with the old Spanish press world record and such. And I thought they were really fucking cool to look at. And... I wanted to be the strongest possible version of myself at some point, And I didn't even want to do bodybuilding anymore. Yeah. I, I, you know,
0: I think I, I may ask you about this, because this is what it was, it was for me. Like, I like bodybuilding and like, I think everybody like likes looking good and feeling jacked and more, more, more muscular. That's important to actually be strong. But like, for me, it was like, I liked the objectiveness of like knowing whether or not I was progressing, um, with, <laughs> with, with, with like lifting. Like, um, was your, so I, I think your progress was probably pretty fast because, you know, people were saying you were so strong for being young.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was at the time, at least, I was one of the strongest like sub eighteen teens in the country, actually. But that wasn't because of uh, I was a supernatural freak or anything. Just the standard at the time was very low, in my opinion. So actually, if I had competed with my one hundred forty kilo bench at the time, I would have been the national champion. And So that was, it was kind of a shock to me that the level wasn't that high yet. So I had an extra boost of motivation to compete. Um, And I did compete a couple of times actually before I turned into a junior. And that's when maybe the more serious side of powerlifting got into me.
0: Do you have any more serious long-term goals with powerlifting?
1: Well, right now, because like this is my first year as a senior, so competing isn't, a primary goal of mine, at least for the time being, because I want to have fun at competitions. I want to be able to uh, see my own progress improve or such. But I also want to uh, get those medals. And in order to do that, I have to beat the competition. And right now, I cannot beat the competition. So uh, the current goal is just to get my numbers into something that I would like. Like the 300KG deadlift is one. And the two hundred kg bench and also two fifty kilo squat. Once I reach that, I will go back to competing a lot more seriously, and I believe it will be a lot more fun. You're actually nope. like
0: pretty close to like those numbers, actually. Because you, I believe, like when we at least at least when we, when we last tested your max, it was like we haven't again, haven't given you anything to test like re, re recently. Um. Well, I guess you you did a little bench max. Uh, <laughs> <in> yeah, dot, <laughs> <you> got one ninety <190 laughs> on bench. Yeah, and then you got, um, you got four. You got so you got two twenty, I believe, on squat last yeah, week. Yeah, at least
1: at least in a sanctioned meet. Yeah, that's yeah. That's and then
0: deadlift, I mean. you got two eighty.
1: Yeah, two eighty conventional with a hook grip because I I did, ideally I had the two ninety kg uh, sumo deadlift that's with that's the deadlift good. bar and the straps, but mm-hmm. I figured that I it's much more fun and better for cloud, I guess to do conventional hook grip deadlift and I'm about equally strong in both stances yeah. so it doesn't really matter to me
0: yeah I mean I like, also like, with, with that like sumo versus conventional thing like I always say like you probably want to be stronger conventional because it's just, just it's an easier movement there's less room for for, for error with, with that uh, around sumo is a lot more complicated in terms of like yeah. you have to just have to set up um but yeah like I remember so like like basically I guess like my whole plan with you is like you know as I keep doing like your programming is like as you do like keep getting stronger, like, will you know, as you do, feel, feel good. Like you, you are, you have built in enough strength, you know, we we'll, can go, we'll test a little bit yeah. more free free frequently. But I think the most interesting thing about like your training approach has been like, you have very long legs. So like, yeah. you, can, you can handle a ton of squat volume, you're built to bench and you're like, you're, you're, you're like somewhat in the middle for like deadlift. But yeah, I, I think you were, you, you've just responded better to higher intensity like on average than most of my clients, to be honest with, 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 with you. Do you think that, yeah. that, that, that you always just like train heavy when you were starting out?
1: Well, I, I was started out doing this, this basic programming of eight to 12 reps, uh, maybe three to four sets for exercise and focus on upper versus lower body. Uh, and, and the very beginning, I didn't really even train legs because I, because I had this track background, my legs were at least somewhat defined, but my upper body was just skinny as hell. So I just started doing legs maybe a year after actually like strength training. So my legs were always a bit lacking, but I didn't have the best leverages as you say for stuff like the squat and all that, because I found it very technically difficult at least to perform high bar. I didn't really know low bar until I was maybe 17. Uh, so it was very tough technically. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it was never my best lift, but, um, Right now, I want to focus on building more leg mass and all that. And I always had, as you say, some aspects of intensity, uh, which were like top sets and such. But it was never like top singles close to my max or something. It was just, OK, in my first set, I will do five kilos more on this set of six. And then I will go back down and do like five kilos less for the remaining sets of six. So it wasn't it was have a single focus. But I've always been a very explosive guy. I have a vertical of about somewhat 90 centimeters and I was always very, very fast at stuff. So I generally do think I respond better to heavy singles, explosive and intense workouts. Uh,
0: I think that's probably like if you were to get a muscle biopsy, uh, I would guarantee you, you would probably have like more type two dominance with with, with muscle fibers. And like, it's, it's interesting because a lot of times people will be like, oh, like, I can't do very very much falling and think that's like a bad thing i'm like that's actually like arguably like a, a better thing for like this sport because like you know like it's usually those like, like really small kids or whatever you have to do so much volume to like grow um yeah. whereas like in typically like you're more like genetically gifted body parts like for you it's very clearly like your arms and your back um and your chest like basically all of all, <laughs> all upper body hey, um you got, you got you honestly dude, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, that's like most like northern northern European clients I have. It's like just like these these big fucking upper bodies and like and like it's just just how it is. I, I don't know exactly why it is, but it seems like that's just northern, northern European genetics. Um <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean so, it, it might it might be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just, it's just something I've noticed. Um but I guess just to uh to finish this off, I have a few rapid fire questions for you. So yeah. What is your favorite food?
1: Fuck. Uh it's uh it's duck breast in it's called like confit, So it's like drenched in its own fat. It's basically just fatty duck breast, yeah.
0: So it's just like meat? Yeah, it's, it's
1: I mean duck is like it is meat, I think. It is. Yeah, well, duck bread. is meat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I had duck once in Germany. I went there on my software year. It was like really, really good. So yeah. I respect that. Um, yeah. <laughs> favorite movie. Fuck.
1: Um oh that's that's tough, man. Uh, I have a really fucking weird taste in movies. Uh in recent times. It has to be some sort of either Harry Potter movie or Star Wars movie because I'm a nerd like that. But I can't decide which one. Maybe the Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars.
0: That that's always a safe bet. Um that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> um favorite re- restaurant.
1: Favorite? Can you repeat that? Restaurant. Favorite restaurant, bro. I I don't go out to eat like that. Um, I don't either. Fucking Mac, fucking McDonald's. I don't. Know. McDonald's. Oh okay. Wow. Okay. You you are canceled, sir. Um, favorite band. Ah, uh, favorite right now it's S I M Sim. Stim.
0: So like like what what type of genre is that?
1: They are basically heavy metal, hard rock, uh, yeah. sort of. They made the re- most recent attack and Titan opening and it's just I stuck with them since then because I think they're fucking awesome
0: that goes right to my next question favorite anime
1: uh, oh that's that's really tough actually uh because I' I always have I changed my list like based on the season and based on what anime I'm currently watching but as the whole if I had to take all time I have to say one piece
0: one piece okay. Yeah. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you
1: go? Fuck yeah! I mean, it has to be somewhere I I haven't been before. Maybe Tokyo would be cool actually. That would that would be, that would be cool. Um, if
0: yeah. you could travel back in time and tell your past self one thing, what would you tell yourself?
1: <clears throat> I would say you're a fucking unit, or at least you're gonna be.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I think that's really everything that um i haven't wanted to go over is there anything that you wanted to talk to, to talk about that we didn't address
1: no, i think i mean regarding the topic of like the whole podcast i think you covered a lot of stuff and it was it was honestly great talking to you in this way because i haven't really had the opportunity to talk to you one-on-one like this before no like you just the... you've just been
0: talking back and forth for like four years like
1: yeah um... and uh, my my texts are generally just very fucking silly i use this like stupid internet meme language with everything so it's yeah
0: i don't mike I don't talks Toxic
1: talks it, incel. <laughs> yeah, no, it pretty incel much.
0: internet speed um no <laughs> it, it's all good man um but yeah if people want to find you follow you um where, where should they
1: go <clears throat> i mean you can go to my youtube channel and maybe click the subscribe button it's just that guy maybe just 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 maybe it's it's optional but it helps me out it's a lot. Encouraged. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. encouraged by a problem. It helps.
0: It helps him. Helps him. Him make uh, that crazy YouTube money. Um, yeah, it
1: helps me. I want to be as rich as humanly possible, so I can just buy a random, as uh, expensive things. Have so, a yeah, please,
0: collection. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that. I have to buy a Bugatti a Chiron watch and such. So I have a lot of stuff that I have to buy. So please give me more money.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, I'll also will have a link to Hunter's Go Go Fund Me in the description below. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys in the, the next episode. Peace.